Building Something Out of Nothing is brought to you by Lift Fund. For over 25 years, Lift Fund has backed entrepreneurs who build something out of nothing by providing responsive insights and small business capital when others aren't able to. If you need help launching your passion into a reality, visit liftfund.com today. Building Something Out of Nothing is brought to you by Geekdom. Geekdom is the largest co-working space in the city with the focus of building downtown San Antonio one startup at a time. Visit geekdom.com today to schedule a free tour. What's up, guys? This is Eddie Laughlin, co-founder of Shotgun House Coffee Roasters, and you're listening to Building Something Out of Nothing, a small business podcast right here in San Antonio. Today's guest is comedian Larry Garzas. We sit down at Geekdom and chat about his almost two-decade career in comedy, his writing process and various gigs he's played throughout his career, how to construct a proper comedy show, the state of San Antonio's comedy scene, his cancer diagnosis and the effect that's had on his life in comedy, advice for comics just starting out, and where locals can go to support the burgeoning underground comedy scene in San Antonio. Enjoy. Yeah, I heard your whole mayor podcast, which was, oh, yeah. which was rad. Nuremberg, yeah, he was Nuremberg. cool, man. I was a little nervous for that one, but he was uh, he was legit. He's super cool. I did the mayor's ball. I'll, I can say this on the podcast. I mean, we're already. I'm already recording it, so you can just. Say I whatever knew you want. it. Yeah. I was I was waiting for that to happen. Waiting for that whole. I mean, I'm not trying to. Trick I'm anybody. recording. I just no. get it going. I don't want to miss anything good. Sure. And then, uh, I mean, if we end up doing sound checks and shit for like. Ten minutes. I'll cut a lot of you that. Cut, out. cut a lot of that. Like, with him, that's what happened. Got with it. a lot of them, that's what happened because there's like an audio engineer sure. like, doing the thing. I'll leave some of that in because I yeah. think people like it. But yeah. a lot of it, I, I get behind out. the scenes. I get out of there, yeah. No, uh, what I was, I was, uh, I really enjoyed the uh, Nuremberg uh, podcast, and um, I did the Mayor's Ball last year. So what is that exactly? I've seen that on like Instagram and stuff, but I don't really know what it is. So I don't have like the the verbiage, the proper verbiage for me, but it's a fundraiser for him okay. that that this nonprofit does. Okay. And uh, Dana Cortez hosts. She has a Dana Cortez show, which is you yeah. know you know not just uh, it's like a it's not just a local radio show, but they're based here in San Antonio. They do a lot of stuff in New Mexico, Arizona, that, that right. sort of area. And so she hosted it, and they've done it for a few years, but they never had a comedian. And so they asked me to do it, and I was hella nervous. What do you, yeah, what do they, do they have guidelines for something Oh, yeah, like that? I, I had to be clean, I couldn't be too political, you know, because, uh, <laughs> what's his name, um, our, our state rep, not Joaquin Castro, uh, Hurd? Hurd, yeah. Yeah, Ron, yeah, Hurd, yes. Was he there? He was there. Yeah. So, you know, uh, Ron, Ronnie Nerns, uh, was, he's, he's, you know, liberal, and then, Herds not, right. but they were both at the table sitting together, and it was like expensive to for people. It was a fundraiser, so you know they paid a couple, sure, you know, a, a good chunk to be there, and all the performers were just kind of in, in this corner, <laughs> and I was really nervous because everything was nervous, poetry man. and music and dancing, and it's you know Very all kind of for like him, high level, yeah, high level stuff, <laughs> and so it was uh, right after the MLK march, like we are right now and I uh, I just did my my set and I have this bit about the MLK march which is which is fairly uh, uh, which is pretty funny and uh, it killed like I, I killed the room and I even had a heckler did you really at, at this thing this, like a real heckler like the thing about comedy is people think that hecklers are like you suck and right. you know but it's just people talking to you Someone while you're like performing going off the set basically exactly yeah. exactly and so it was this it was this you know Kind of, I don't know, elitist 
young white girl in a shirt. Sure. You know, so she didn't realize what she was doing to the act, essentially. Yeah, but she also didn't care. Right. You know, like there's people that you forgive that you yeah. know, are just having a good time and sure. maybe say something. Yeah. But she was being a, a tad rude about so you, it. You didn't like it. So I just I I I go I go hey. That slit in your skirt's giving you enough attention. You don't need any more. Wow. And it. Oh, I bet that shut her up. Well, that and then it rocked the crowd. They cracked up laughing. And, awesome. I, and I was teasing him about being buff. I was super wa- buff. Dude. I was waiting for the yeah. you know, on, on the podcast. I was like, is he gonna talk about him being a, as buff as I, he is? I did try to avoid it because everything I did research wise on him. Yeah. That was like all of it. Like you know, articles, complete articles. Punk on rock being metal, like super buff. Yeah. Buff. Cool. I said all that. That's awesome. <laughs> when I talked about were into it, totally. He and was, was he into laughing? it too. Did yeah. you see him? Like where was? Oh he? yeah, I was right in front of him. I was performing okay. right in front of him. So you could like talk to him. Yeah, while you're making the jokes. And yeah. Will Hurd, there, there it is. Will Hurd. Uh, I even roasted him a little, a little bit because he has these town halls. I don't know if you ever get yeah. those, those yeah. phone calls for the town halls. Yeah. I was like, I have a really jealous wife, man, and I'm getting these phone calls. At nine at night, tell him you know, and I'm like, I swear to God, it's Will Hurd calling me, honey. It's it's it's, no, it's not another woman, I promise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's for a town. And he just kind of nodded and laughed with his giant hands. They're both giant men, those guys. Oh, dude, they're. I, I met Will Hurd too. Yeah. Like, we're actually worked for a political consulting firm that yeah. did stuff with him. So sure. I've been to, like fundraising events for him yeah. too. Like, yeah. So I met that guy, met yeah. the mayor. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you, I mean, you deal with hecklers a decent amount in what you sure. do. Sure. Does that happen? Like, how often would you say that happens in a set? You're uh, yeah. a, a seasoned comedian now yeah. to the point where, like, you know, your set, I imagine, would go off without a hitch if no one's messing with you. you if kinda, no, you if know no one's material. messing with me, yeah. You know, and I'll talk to the crowd. And, there, and there's, when you when you do stand-up as long as I have, uh, and for those of you who don't know, uh, I've been doing comedy since 2002. I, I had a, a duo like Cheech and Chong yeah. for about uh, six years. Uh, no, about 10 years. And in 2010, I started to do solo stand-up. So, really? yeah, I've been in, in, the, in, the, in the scene for quite some time. But, you know, you want the crowd to feel, not feel like you're doing a bit. You want, to right. feel, want them to feel like they're talking to you. Yeah. So sometimes that evokes... Interesting. Like, yeah. like you know, a reciprocation of, of, of a conversation. They do a really good job. They yeah, they just feel comfortable. Yeah. yeah, and so that's what I was saying earlier. Like, you forgive that, you know, but when you have people that just that don't shut up, it's it's a rule of thirds that I have with that. I'm just like, yeah. I, I ignore them once, they do it again, and I'll be like, you know, real real polite, like jokingly, like, hey, joke, you know, but let's stop. And then, yeah, for sure. Then finally the third one is the last kind of warning like hey if you don't stop I'm going to be really mean to you so you've had to kind of yeah. get on to people before. absolutely I absolutely. always wonder about that I know different it's comics fun. like Seinfeld and different guys have different ways they handle hecklers sure. it's just curious to me how different people do it you know people don't know and, and, and a lot of comics have this you know attitude that they should mm-hmm. but you know unless you're in a comedy club yeah you know you, they don't know and they, you have to realize most people go to a comedy club that are into comedy like yeah. twice a year max so yeah, they're just not that, there that often y'all exactly. are just around it all the time and no matter how long I've been doing it not everyone's there to see me they're there to, to see the comedy show That's so they don't they don't know the you know uh, etiquette of being an audience member and it's our job to kind of teach them so roasting them like off the bat right, just right, for them right. having a good time so you give them some leeway that's cool well cause I want them to come back and I want them to like me yeah of course you know what I mean that's the whole deal yeah and, and you know nine times out of ten the person I go in on ends up becoming a fan yeah ends up buying a shirt that's cool you know and, and sometimes people want that which is 
a bit masochistic, but you know, roast me, do it. Yeah, you know, yeah, like they I would want never, that. Oh, I wouldn't want that attention at all. <laughs> <laughs> There's comics though that go in to people who sure. don't want that attention, sure. and that's why people don't sit in the front. Yeah, and that oh yeah, and that causes that you know dynamic to where people are so far away from you that I've you know walked on tables. And I wow. go, you know, I know you sat there thinking you're not sitting in the front. Right. But when no one's sitting in the front, yeah. you're right in the front. Yeah, you're you in know? the front. Yeah. So if you don't want attention, get in the back. Get in the back. <laughs> if you That's don't want to, yeah. If you're with a good comic and you don't want attention, sit in the front. Um, <laughs> when did you first start to notice that people were coming to see just you? You know what I mean? The shirts. The shirts. The shirts. You have, I, you have good merch. I was about to say. Oh, you thank have, you. You have great shirts. When I saw those, I was, because I've only been in San Antonio since 2015. Cool. Still, you know, getting the, the yeah, feel of different, yeah. like, parts of the, the city and, like, yeah. the industries and stuff like that. But I've always loved comedy. That's love, awesome. Love comedy, man. And uh, Well, thanks for repping comedy on your podcast. It means a lot, man. As soon as, well, let me tell you, let me tell you how I found out about you. Real fast, so I don't know if you know too much about me, but I own a shotgun yes. coffee roasters mm-hmm. here in San Antonio. So one day I was working over at our South Flores coffee shop, yeah. and it's a pretty slow day, and these two dudes and a chick come in the coffee shop. <laughs> and It sounds like a joke. It's two, two dudes and a chick walking <laughs> yeah, yeah. into a coffee shop. It almost is. <laughs> and so one of them just, they, they come into like the bar area to order yeah. drinks, and one of them just runs in there, and he goes, <laughs> he was like, dude. Where's your bathroom? I have got to urinate immediately. And he used the word urinate? <laughs> he said, use or urinate. It was, it was loud. Like, he was, like, yelling at me. You could tell he was joking. Like, he, was, he wasn't being a dick or anything. Okay, yeah. And I was like, it's, it's right there, man. Yeah. Go ahead. The other guy walks up, orders a drink, and is kind of smiling. And he's like, <laughs> like you know, yeah. chagrined, like embarrassed. But for sure. his friend, he was like, hey, man, sorry. We're, we're comics. We're, we're going to be next door at uh, Southtown Vinyl doing a show. We just uh-huh. want to get some coffee beforehand. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's dope, dude. So we started actually talking about yeah. comedy and like the state of comedy in San Antonio. Uh, long story short, we actually, it was Joey Smith. You know the guy from Blind Tiger. And stuff. Yes, very well, he much. He told me about Blind Tiger. Yeah. We sat and talked for a while. We exchanged information. He's actually going to put a, a show together for our warehouse location at Shotgun. Cool. I, awesome. uh, I told him I want like, Tori Poole on it and some people like that. I, I, I want to talk about sh- her later, man. She I just did cool. a show with her in the in the, in the the Valley yesterday. She seems, we were in Westlake awesome, yesterday. Man. Yeah, she... Uh, she's been we've been I've been working with her for a really long time and 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 the funny thing is I they invited me to do and I'm not taking anything away from Tori they they invited me to do the mayor's ball this Saturday right and I'm booked in Kerrville and so I was like hey you know I'm with Tori right now which is nice though that's yeah. cool that you can do that and and yeah it's and I'm, I'm not used to that having that sort of like well and they're like oh we love Tori and I'm like yeah, yeah please and so now she's going to perform at the mayor's ball and I'm like super duper proud of her and uh, and it, I, I was glad that I was able to you know pass that on but again it's an individual's uh, business yeah, for so sure. yeah, if yeah, yeah. I wasn't booked I would have done the mayor's ball you would have 100% it but it's cool that like y'all all seem to have like this community I'm sure, sure and you yeah. always hear stories from like back in the day with, with yeah. comics that it was very uh, right in with, San Antonio well, or not just San in general just, just dude in San Antonio was Rough, was it rough, dude? dude? Yeah. I've always heard stories, and I yeah. wonder if it's so much Fights like and shit. Well, I see, in I the see, club, I too. see stuff on Instagram now with like the blind tiger. All y'all are posting. Yeah, it looks, it looks uh-huh. friendly now. It, I, I don't know if that's it's, the case. it's always been. It looks like y'all just really enjoy what, each other. What's not friendly are the people that don't make it. You okay. know, because it's uh it's one of those. Uh, I it, 
I get kind of shy when I say it because have you seen Step Brothers? You're a fan of Step yeah. Brothers. Yeah. You know, at the end when they're they're talking about running a karaoke business, sure. and I was like, we don't just let anybody up there. <laughs> right. Like I feel like Dale, yeah. you know, because it's, it's not an open mic. We don't just let anybody up. That there. is true. And so you have to go through a little bit of a process. You have to care about doing comedy. You have to put in the work. You know, we have it's run by comics. You know, and it's about the blind tiger. The blind tiger, okay. yeah. And it's not. Uh, it's almost like a commune in the sense that like. Uh, when you start off, it's like, all right, bus tables, seat people, oh, you're wow. going to go okay. last, you know, okay. kind of pay your dues. And it's not like a hazing thing. It's just kind of like... This is what you do. Uh, watch us, yeah. you know, and that we have these things called uh, dojos on Mondays okay. where the comics kind of go over their bits. You know, we talk about, well, that doesn't really work or that sounds weird or that's too offensive. And is the joke really... Uh, what is the joke really? What? Why is that funny? Yeah. And then when they go and they say it in, and they, they do their set on stage, you know, it's only four minutes. We, right. we make sure not to give anyone too much more time. So everyone than that. that's up there, they're even. Oh like, yeah, even me. The, the headliner, even yeah, the last even, person. Well, for the, oh, I'm I'm speaking mostly about the midnight show. Okay. Which is that's what which I'm is, yeah. Of. So tell people quickly show. what what sure what we're talking about in case they never heard of Blind yeah Tiger. yeah. So so uh, a couple of years ago, uh, you know, uh, Jay Whitecott and myself and uh, a, a few other uh, comedians, uh, you know, we're lucky enough to get a space inside the Magic Time Machine. And it was this beautiful cellar, you know, basement-looking space that we they let us have because they don't use. It was like a private party room, but yeah. it's it's scary. It's like it looks awesome. Yeah, yeah. like it, it looks like a New York club, but it, when you walk in there, you're like, where is it? Because you walk into a children's restaurant, and like, what the fuck is going? Okay, oh, we yeah. guys. Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's like, what's happening? We're gonna get murdered. <laughs> and then you go down these carpeted stairs, you look to the left, and there's a small room. See, it's about Which is what you 40, want, right? 50 people. Exactly, That's intimacy. Like the there's, ideal room for There's comedy. no margarita machines. There's no TVs with the game. It's just if you go to see comedy. Um, and if you want a drink, you go upstairs, get yourself a drink. So it's super casual. Super you want, casual. You want a drink, go up there, get it. Yeah. But this is a room specifically designed for comedy. For and that's comedy, pretty much for it. comics. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so go ahead. And yeah, and, and we've been doing uh, midnight free midnight shows for uh, quite a few years and we have uh, drop-ins man we've had Anthony Jeselnik you know we've had Hannibal, Hannibal Burris come down I saw Chris Fairbanks was there yeah yeah, yeah Brian Pusain uh, he didn't do wild, time man. yeah but it's what it is is back in the day like I was telling you about when it was just River Center they used to you would be banned if you put on shows at any other uh, club or any other places of business because they wanted if you're going to see comedy you're going to go to River Center respectively that's I mean, this is a business podcast. Sure, sure. Why would you invite, you know, have somebody, one of your servers work at another coffee shop, right? right? Okay, you know? I understand that, yeah. And say, you know, and so I, I, we got that to a point, but it's like, how can we work on the material right. that we're doing for your comedy club unless right. we do these bar shows? So that, they loosened it up once management changed, and, you know, we spoke to the owners and said, like, hey, look, we, we do the shows Fridays at midnight. You guys are closed Fridays at midnight. We're promoting right. your show, and if... Jezelnik wants to come and hang out with comics. This is where the comics are hanging 100%, out. 100%, dude. All we're, he's not doing 45 minutes. He's doing like 10, 15 he's minutes. He's working on shit, too. And he's working yeah. on shit that he's not doing at, at the LOL. And after he gets off off uh, the, the stage, we go catch him at LOL this Saturday and Sunday. And it's like advertising for them. So it's cross promotion, and the LOL is like, yeah, man, that's that's fucking. Well, it's awesome. building the comedy scene in it San is. Antonio, man. It's getting people Absolutely interested is. in comedy in general. Yes, people that are interested in comedy yes. pay money to see comedy, and that's what you want. And then there's the other <laughs> the other aspect of it is that it's free, and you know, drinks are cheap, and you know, if you're a college kid, 
and you can't afford, you know, the two drink minimums, the $40 tickets to go yeah. to the Majestic, you know, uh, and you want to just like relax mm-hmm. and you don't, you, no one's forcing nachos down your throat and you just, and you're just a genuine fan of comedy. It's perfect. Yeah. It's where you go. Uh, yeah. What's what, yeah. What's it like if like, I just want to go. Do I show up? Do you have to get tickets? Is it like, does it sell out type thing where you have to like stand in the back? Sometimes. I mean, sometimes it's standing room only. I mean, I I hope the fire chief isn't listening to this because there's, there's times there's standing room and there's times that it's 12 people. I mean, it's, it's not just fine. Yeah, exactly. And it's like any business, you know, you have slow nights and stuff. You know, we're every business in San Antonio is fighting against the Spurs, you know, so Spurs season's always rough, especially during the playoffs. And, um, Fact of the matter is, just show up, show up at midnight, and you're we're gonna put on a good show. And how many how many comics do y'all put up each night? Fourteen. Like we go so to a good amount. Yeah, fourteen you, at four yeah, minutes each. Exactly. And yeah. they just like boom, you just yeah, knock them out. Knock, knock them out. It's fun. You know, the hosts vary. You know, some hosts have the style of just like, you know, conveyor belt. Some yeah. hosts will kind of talk about the previous comic for a little bit. But, okay. You know, that's also a, a tool. Like we're teaching people how to host a comedy show, yeah, which is huge. So then, when they go to the you know to the improv here in, in San Antonio, they know how to host. And they know how to just say show. Host, I always hear people talk. About sure, that. yeah, what yeah, that it's jargon. Exactly? Okay, yeah. so the the uh, a proper comedy show, it's it's in in there's three comics normally. You have your host that goes first, right? You know, uh, introduces uh, the the rest of the comics, and their job is to basically be like, "Hi, I'm one of you guys," like yeah. to the audience. They do their set, okay. and they they're pretty much taking the bullet because everyone's still ordering food. They're usually like, "Who's this guy?" And if you you know you're funny enough and you're good enough, confident enough, you know they it it warms them up. Right. So then you bring out the feature. So a good host is important. A good a good yeah. host is very important. Okay. Uh, then you have your feature, and that's like. The sweet spot. The feature is I've like the crowd. The crowd's always warmed up, and then you don't have to worry about closing out the show. And you get a good 25, 30 minutes. Low pressure. Low you pressure. Can you can say whatever you want. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I, I love featuring. It's That's it's awesome. really fun. Then the headliner usually has credits. Usually, you know, as a name. Usually, you know, people are a draw, and they do about forty five minutes respectively. They also make the most money. And they usually make the most okay. money. Absolutely. And so there's you know that kind of. Uh, behind the scenes stuff with how comedians treat the headliners, features, yeah. and hosts, but at the same time to an audience, that's all you need to know. That's is all that, you yeah, need to the know. host is like or I'm sorry, the headliner is is the main guy. And when he's, you put, he's put together a show, show like yeah. that, like the the, the the feature, the headliner and the host, yeah. you all kind of put that together yourselves where you're like, all right, I'll at, be at the, the headliner. At the Blind Tiger or, or just in general? In general, like in San Antonio, anywhere. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're like showcases you know, there'll be a host and then everyone does like, you know, 10 to 15 minutes. You okay. want to try to fill an hour and a half. Okay. Like anything more than that, the crowd gets exhausted. Because if it's a good show and they're laughing the whole time, they're going to be tired. Right. And that's the thing people don't understand is like, you know, you got to kind of pace yourself. Yeah, for sure. And um, when you're doing, I guess, a properly, you know, set up show, then yeah, it's like, you know, I'm like basically how it works. If you get a gig, like as a headliner, like if I get a headlining gig, the person, the promoter who's running it's like, you know, hey, are you going to bring a feature? Okay. Sure. I can. I have the option of saying, I'm going to bring a feature and a host, or I say, well, I'm going to bring a feature with me, and then usually a local guy will do a host. Okay, so you just say, yeah. you can give me a host. Exactly. Thing. But, like, the big names, like, you know, like, TJ Miller's coming into town yeah, I saw uh, that. This, uh, this weekend. Here for a few days, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's bringing his own guys. 
And that happens. And that's kind of how that works yeah. a lot of times with bigger Because guys. you want to hang out with a friend, you don't... On the know, road, like, right? Yeah. And, I, and I've talked to these too, famous, yeah. famous guys, and they, you know, it's like when you ride a plane, you know, if you're sitting next to somebody, and yeah. either you're the type of person that enjoys a small talk with somebody on a plane, exactly. or you just want to be left alone. You need to find someone that's your speed. Exactly. I hear that all the time exactly. with the different comedy podcasts I listen to, and they talk about, dude, I'm about to go on the road for three months, four months, 100 days, whatever it is, yeah. dude, and like if you're... If I'm not a drinker, I don't want someone to be partying the whole yeah. time. If yeah. I am a drinker... See, I'm not a drinker. Exactly. And, and, it, and it sucks sometimes because you let people down. Yeah. Like, it, when they want to party. They want to party with you. Yeah. You know, they're they like... They think comedy, dude. They think, think comedy. They, it's, it's, it's like a rock and roll. thing, yeah. And, and, dude, I'll stay up all night with, with all the cokeheads. Like, I can hang <laughs> with the cokeheads and stay awesome. and be a clean, sober guy. <laughs> I was looking at Instagram stories from Blind Tiger the other night, and y'all were just like fucking around. I think you were there, but it was like yeah. five a.m. Like it was, yeah. you know, it was way after. Well, that's just us being a being friends, being, yeah. being a community, like enjoying each other's company, which is a rarity with any scene. When you're uh, when you're at the Blind Tiger, because I know that's mm-hmm. not like you go, you've headlined at Bell Room and yeah. stuff like that, which I want to talk about. But yeah. uh, do you, are you mainly just kind of? ripping and working on material and trying out new things are you doing your material at at Blind Tiger I am doing the I you know I'm lucky enough to have the ability to work on stuff at the Tiger but the newer guys we want to make sure they have their you know uh, their vetted stuff if they want to work on something there's open mics all over town they could do that in yeah with, with 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 me and I hate to sound pretentious it's just you know I have a family and, and and luckily they understand that the crew understands that that's where I'm not riffing, I'm writing, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm wordsmithing, and I'm going on stage and I'm trying. And it's usually sandwiched in, in between things that I know that work. Yeah. You know, okay. and so it, it's like, so it's like a progression. Like one, one new joke a night or sure. two new jokes, something yeah. like that. I'm going to try this one out. I'll do that on contest just to like fuck with myself. Like, I'll, what do you mean? I'll, but if I'm in a contest, you know, because contests are, you know, they're, yeah, they're sure. cool and, you know, whatever. Uh, but I'll just freak myself out and say like all right I'll write my little set list and I'll say like all right you've never said this on stage ever before just to get myself nervous uh, and so to make sure that the stuff that's vetted so you still get works nervous. you still get nervous I get nervous before every, every show. show every single one every single one at the blind tiger at the Velveeta room even at, the, at rooms you're comfortable in absolutely. like I feel like I've never done it but I feel like if I were comfortable in a room with a certain audience I'd be like okay I've done this one and then you'll suck and so, so if you get, so you need to be nervous, yeah, in order to give a shit. Nerve show, you care yeah. exactly. If you're nervous, that means you care what you're about to do. That's People that are like, nah, whatever. Oh, am I going up? Right. The, and then the crowd feels it. The crowd feels that the guy doesn't care. You're phoning a shit. it in. Phoning it in. Yeah. So you don't want to do that. That's not really at point. all. I, 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 there's been times where I haven't been nervous. Like stuff's been going on, and or whatever, you're running around. You're like, Larry, you're on. You're like, shit. You didn't. I just got to go out and do it. Yeah. I didn't have time to get nervous, and so you go in and yeah. So you want to be a little bit nervous. Yeah. Uh, do you still get Tension, that, that like rush from oh, every God. single time when you get off stage? Absolutely. I, uh, you know, it's, even it's, 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 it, it's almost, um, cliche to talk about the peaks and valleys, right. Yeah. Of that, you know, that person, like, have you ever seen uh, Oh brother, where art thou? Oh yeah. And okay. So, you know, Babyface Nelson and, at, when they're at the campfire, he walks away and he's, what's eating George? And he's like, oh, it's the, you know, thrill-seeking personality, you know. And, yeah. and that's how it is, at least for me and a lot of other comics. It's it, You're high when you're getting that reaction from people. Like, I'm an attention addict. Like it's, Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's why I, just, I try to I just try. That's why I stay sober is because 
that adrenaline rush of having that entire room of people focus all on you and you and you have them by the palm of your hand in the palm of your hands and you're killing that you know and then you get off stage and everyone's to shake hands with you take pictures with you they're buying shirts with your fucking face on it's them it's crazy it really is yeah right? and then you go home <laughs> and you eat cold french fries yeah that are that are sitting on the table and I mean, you love your... I love my kids. I love my 100%. wife. But they're all asleep. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, uh, let's uh, let's see what's on YouTube. <laughs> and well, then, and I've heard... And I've then, heard that's, I think that's what a lot yeah. of people don't realize is that, you know, yeah, you get the adrenaline rush. You get the high from doing it, but it takes mm-hmm. hours to come down from something like that. So oh you go back God. home, dude, you're not on anything. You Like yeah. you said, you're not, you didn't drink. You didn't um, do coke. You no, didn't do anything. didn't do any of that stuff. You're just up. Like you just can't. I've, I've and heard the a lot comics of comics that do that. it, and the comics that do code, they don't come down, dude, because it's it's the combination of it. They're trying to keep that. Oh, I couldn't. I would not. They're trying to, to keep that, that yeah. peak, dude. Yeah. And and so the the you're higher chasing, you're chasing that. The high, higher dude. your peak, the the <clears throat> the steeper your fall to the valley, and then you just get into this really deep depression, man. It's fucking crazy. And I, I I'd assume it'd be like that with any. Yeah. Entertainer, one hundred percent. But with with comedians, especially, it's like you're trying to evoke laughter. When you're chasing a certain, I've heard yeah. comics describe it as like there are certain types of laughs that you're really chasing, like yeah. the real laugh, booms, like the, killing, yeah, the snorts, you yeah, get snorts, the, the real out. ones. And I would imagine you yeah. are a comic that knows what that feels like. Oh yeah, it's you're great. always chasing that. It's it's the first time I felt it. Uh, I, I had a duo called Larry and Regan, and we did the show at the Sunset Station, and it was a. Promoted by I forgot what radio station it was, but it sold out and it was like you know two thousand people, Damn. and we were used to doing like maybe two hundred oh, was man. the most. That'd and so gross. I remember the first time we we did a joke and it hit really hard. You felt two thousand yeah. people laughing at you, yeah. And we had it on video for a long time, but you see our reaction kind of you know gets it was a step back. It was this was two thousand five, and wow. uh, yeah, it was crazy. It was a crazy feeling. So I've been lucky enough to do shows with, with big crowds and stuff like that and, it, and like you feel it and what's funny it's easier the bigger the crowd it's way, way easier can you it's, explain it laughter is infectious I see you know and like they're all hyped up with the energy that's For surrounding the themselves going on, yeah. and I'm not trying to get too new worldy or anything like no. that but it's like the subconscious thing like the more people that are there yeah. the laughter just like reverberates and it's infectious and if you do a room with seven people in it, yeah. which I've done. They're almost nervous to laugh. Exactly. Like by themselves. Because they get attention. <laughs> they don't want that. They, yeah. yeah. They're, they're trying to look at you to get yeah. their attention. Yeah. They and don't if want someone it. like, <laughs> ever yeah. laughed by yourself, like in a movie, and you're like, yeah. and everyone's yeah. looking at you, that's what happens. And so, you know, uh, I, opened, I opened up for Jim Norton last year at the yeah. Aztec. Seriously? And yeah, you know, I, I have a, a pretty... If, if my success is based on who I've opened for, I'm pretty successful. That's crazy. You know, I'm trying to make, I love, yeah. love Jim Norton. Yeah. yeah, Jim, nice guy. I have a great story about that. Just down the street at the Aztec. And the yeah. Aztec, um, uh, Libby, who, who runs it, is a sweetheart. So she she always you know puts me in you know uh, good situations. And then she also puts me in situations where I have to work. Like on February 1st, I don't know if this is airing, I'm opening up for... This is the title, is Midget Wrestling. Okay. I don't like saying it, but... How is that still a thing that's happening? Exactly. That's it's crazy. really exploitive, that, and dude. that's what I say when I'm on stage. Where it's, is it? Uh, it's at the Aztec, at the Aztec Theater. The Midget Wrestling. Midget Wrestling, yeah. At, at our theater downtown. Yes, at the Aztec Theater, yeah. It's, and it sells out. <laughs> I'll try to release this it's before a, that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it sells out, and it's 
insane, what is it? What, what is dude? It? It's just it's, real quick. There's tell a, me what that is. On the, it's funny because it's on the stage. The, the 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 at the dimensions of this of the ring are smaller, but still you know the okay. ratio is the same sure. of a big one. Yeah, and they just wrestle on this little bitty so <laughs> wrestling exactly, ring. Exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. And then they do the whole you know their legs are in a trash can, and you know they know what they're doing. Right. You know. So what you kind of like in, see that thing? I just like, I open. You I open for it. You do I open for them. Yeah, and and a lot of it they don't want you there. Like, it's like, what, two, 2,500 people that yeah. don't want to hear a word you're saying? Because they're not coming for you. They're coming to the see. And they're, real, and they're there to exploit, you know, little people. So they're being so kind of assholes. They're being... They're not, like, the best yeah, crowd. And I, I ask, you know, the people running it, and I'm like, hey, do I have to be clean and stuff? And they're like, please don't. They're like, just go out there. And so... The people that are here are pure trash. You <laughs> <laughs> say, say no, whatever well, it was, like, it was It was promoted on a radio station here, and, like... So I had opened up for, uh, God bless it. It, it was I, I believe it was Jim Norton the, the night before, or uh, it was someone else, and it it didn't sell out. I'll just put it to you that way. It didn't okay. sell out, and uh, but it's a giant theater, so you know, respectively, you know, it was still like a couple uh, over I, a thousand yeah, I've been, people. I yeah, I saw John Mulaney there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it sold out, right? And um, so I took Tori, coincidentally, uh, cool. with me to go. I go, hey, you want to go with me? They want me to do 30 minutes, and I'm, you know, just do 10. I'll do 20. And Okay, fine. And um, we go, and it is, there's a line down the street. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> and we go out and Tori, I go, Tori, just do your set, dude. You know, do crowd work if you want. Just do your set. And they're just talking and yelling and bring on the midgets and just wow. screaming. I would not want to go. And I'm like, all right, here we go. Well, that's the that's the test of a true comic. Like, never did it cross my mind to just say I'm not doing this. Yeah, never. It's a job. Uh, that Larry Miller talks about it on on this on this one documentary where he had to do a a, a wake. Yeah, they just. I think I know what you're talking exactly. about. Exactly, yeah. and and he says that he goes, I never did it cross my mind to just walk away. I know. I just yeah. watched that documentary like a month and a half. Yeah, ago. and that yeah. and that hit me because it didn't even cross my mind for him to. That's not yeah. even a thing. I've done. A f- I've done three funerals. So you take the job, whatever. You just it is. yeah, yeah. You do you're like if you're there about to do comedy, you're gonna do it. And so I went out there, and you know I'm a metalhead. I was a wrestling fan when I was when I was a kid. Yeah. So I know what these guys want. I know yeah, what guys. Know what I say guys. I know what these people want because it was mostly women that were heckling, and I'm just cussing and roasting them. I didn't even really do material. I was just... You were just someone yeah. would yell and I would just give them shit and then I was just... So you were just killing. entertaining. I was just entertaining yeah. and being really hyper and screaming. They had a VIP section and I go, you know, and look at these assholes. <laughs> they paid extra. <laughs> they paid extra. Yeah. But all you, all you fucking poor people, who... Make some noise if you got in here for free. Crowd goes nuts and I was you idiots. <laughs> You're paying these little people's salary, <laughs> and so yeah, because if I if I did my observational comedy it club, it would get booed off stage. It, yeah, probably honestly probably, for that yeah. crowd, it depends on the crowd. It right? depends on the crowd. I did a St. Patrick's show, St. Patrick's Day uh, show, similar. Finn Lizzy cover band. Jeez, fucking dude. no one gave a fuck about me, and yeah, it was a free thing during the parade for people to walk in. I got heckled by this drunk lady. Who so was, there still aren't things like if they ask you to do stuff like that, you'll still say oh, all right, I'll do it. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Do it. It's Absolutely. just it's, it's a job, and I think it puts you in certain situations where now okay, I've worked in that situation. Yeah, I've done it, man. But see, it's it's doing that to to where you build you build a a, a, 
you network with someone, build a relationship with that person, and you do these things that like are hard, and they they know they're hard. Yeah. And then when Jim Norton comes in, yes, you know, dude. Then they're like, hey, Larry, I got a good opportunity for you, and yeah. I go out and I'm calm. Everyone's there to see comedy. One hundred percent. I'm yeah. able to do my real set, and then there's there's like setups that get laughs. Like I'll set up a joke and it'll get a big laugh and it's like oh it feels so good it makes it so so easy yeah and then Jim fucking like was uh, real big on like you know telling me how good I did you know telling me about you know bits and stuff like that That's you awesome, know man. and what was really great and you know I'm not gonna you know knock the Aztec because God bless him for booking me you know uh, but I got paid but they had to go through him and say like hey this is how much the opener is getting paid. And so I hear, what? What the fuck? Are you fucking serious? And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Right? And uh, I was like, I, I could, I'll do it for free because I would have. Yeah. You know? And then Jim Nuren goes, fuck that. Fuck that. And then he comes out. He goes, Larry, you fucking killed, man. I was like, thanks. And he fucking throws a couple hundred bucks in, like out of his wallet. Like on top of on what, top they, of what pay they were paying. You. He goes, you deserve more than that. Just that. And I was like, thank, wow. you, thank you so much. Like, you know? He goes, oh, God damn it, don't take that shit. But I'm like, I will because I love what I do. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's the fight, like the rarest thing to yeah. hear someone talk like that. That, like, I just love it so much. Then yeah. I'll just do it, dude. I just yeah. love comedy. Can you make a. So, so you did the Jim Norton show, and that was fucking. Was that it was, awesome? It was great. It was awesome. It was fun. Yeah. And like you said, people were, were laughing at the setups. Could you go yeah. see Jim Norton? You pay money to go see a comic like Jim Norton. Yeah. You know comedy. You know is, comedy. Is what I think. Absolutely that right. You're absolutely uh, right. You know, there are certain comics that are just, it's still like fun and entertainment. And yeah. it's different than seeing someone like Jim. Jim. Or like, like, yeah. uh, you, like a, like a, a towel or something like that. Uh, Maria Bamford, like, <laughs> she purposely, if she does a comedy club, she'll do like a Wednesday night. Yeah, and you know, talking to her, she had told me uh, that she's like, "Yeah, if I if I book a week at a club, then I'm gonna have just regular people yeah. on a Friday who don't get what I do, yeah, 100%. and they'll heckle and I have to deal with. It. I'm past that shit. I want to perform for my fans, and so she'll purposely do weekdays and slow nights because she so knows her learned. fans. Are, oh yeah, she's the smartest. Like, yeah, and she's, you met you know her. I don't know her, but I've met her, and she's and she's giving me really good advice. And uh, one of the things she had said, like she said it on stage though, she she was like she did a commencement speech for her college, and she didn't want to, but they said you know how much well you know how much will you charge? And she goes, and if there's any working comics in the crowd, listen to this. I didn't want to do this show, so I just said twenty thousand dollars, wow. like a ridiculous amount. And they yeah. said, okay, who do we make the check out to? And oh, so she shit. was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but she did it for the money, and so if there is situations to where I really don't want to do the show. Yeah. I'll throw a, you know, reasonably stupid amount of money and if they say yes then I'm like, well, at least it'll be worth it, you know. Interesting. And yeah. how does it work? Like, do you have an agent kind of setting up no. all this stuff? Do you have the Aztec setting this no. stuff up? Do you have, like, is it like word of mouth? Just like word of Larry mouth. Garza and that, yeah. that's it? Yeah, like how you heard of me. So, well, yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. So when I met Joey Smith, we were talking, then we started texting about, like, the show he might put on. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I was like, just out of curiosity, oh, no, I told him about the podcast. Yeah. And I was like, all right, dude, so I have this podcast. I would love to interview, a, like, a comic. Like, a comic that's been around a while. In San Antonio, who's like the best, like the funniest guy? Uh, like Joey could have said himself, man. Straight up, man. He he texted me. He was like, uh, without hesitation, was like Larry Larry Garza. Oh, that's guy. great. Yeah, Definitely. Joey's awesome. That's who you want. And then I started looking you up, and I found the the article that you wrote for the Current. Oh, you read that? Uh, okay, good. Well, I, I'm I glad. read it before that. I think. Really? But, but I, okay, you read good, it. I reread good. it again today. 
Yeah. Um, it's a great, great article. Thank they, you. Did they come to you for that? Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, Sanford Allen is a, is a new uh, editor for The Current. And, okay. Uh, I say new, but I think he's been doing it for about two years yeah, now. Yeah, it's like a year, year and a half old, yeah. that article. Yeah, and... and uh, uh, he was the lead singer of this band called Boxcar Satan. I was just a big fan of Boxcar okay. Satan. And uh, I'll spare you how we became friends, but when he, you know, took over, he, you know, he put it out there, like, you know, hey, if there's any freelance writers and this stuff like that, now that I knew, like, oh, hey, I, I have a friend that, you know, is, like, the boss, essentially. And so I let him, I was like, hey, man, you know, if you ever want, like, a funny take on something, let me know. And he goes, well, I was going to reach out to you, and I, I'm interested in what the local scene yeah. is and I'm like absolutely and so awesome. my buddy Kiko he did this giant article on the scene and they allowed me to write like a little you know uh, essay okay. on, on the state of San Antonio comedy and mm-hmm. yeah, I meant every word I said I, like I was really honored to be able to do that it was it was it was awesome man. thank I, you, I, I thank really, you. It gave me an insight to the scene a little bit I've been kind of you know looking at Blind Tiger and all I mean, I've you've been following. here for five years man yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know I know well I need to yeah I need to get more into it and we <clears throat> my girlfriend and I keep telling that you know ourselves we're, we run shotgun we're so busy doing stuff of course but it's like, dude, we've got to go to Blind Tiger we've got to yeah. go see some of these comics and, and it's also Friday at midnight is good for industry people like yeah. if you work at a restaurant and stuff like that and, and, that, and that's what's funny is a lot of freaking you know, wait staff, servers. You I know. was wondering what the crowd's yeah, like. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of people who can't see shows because they're working, you know, will come, you know, to a comedy show. And then, you know, of course, a lot of Tinder dates and, you know, show Dude, up and stuff. A comedy show. When I when I did live in Austin, <laughs> yeah. we would go to, like, Cold Town Theater. Cold Town's great, to, like, yeah. Yeah, have you ever performed there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like is, very is it, new, is it new movement now, or...? Did they yeah, change it? I don't, I, know. I don't know. Like I said, I moved here, like, five, six years ago. Got it, yeah. But, uh... This was right when my girlfriend and I met each other, and we would go to these little comedy yeah. things. Is it off Lavaca? It's on uh, Cold Town. Was on uh, Airport. Airport. Okay, no, I've never done Cold Town. No, it's connected I to iHeart Video. Got video. Yeah. yeah, I've never done Cold Town. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, the point is, those are the best, those intimate venues for Absolutely. like kind of like artsy comedy. You sure. don't know what you're going to see. Done, really, did you ever go to Spider House? Oh, dude, yeah, yeah, Spider- one of my favorite places. So Spider House is great. My my friend uh, Chris Chellis does a show called Shit's Golden. And, okay, you know it's it's and, he, and it's a showcase. And he asked me to be on it, and Ron White did a drop in. What? At Spider House, yeah. And he, yeah, and it was so funny because we were expecting, you know, it's, and here's a misnomer about Austin that, that is, that I've found out from, from doing shows recently. Cause I've always been nervous about going to Austin thinking, you know, you have to be super PC and stuff like that. Yeah. Not at That's all. not the case. You, you just have to own it. Yeah. If you're nervous about doing some like, you know, racy, edgy joke, then they'll be like, ah, you mean that. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, you're yeah. scared to say yeah. it. But if you go up owning it, knowing that you're joking. For yeah, because sure. Ron White was talking about eating duck dicks and or something <laughs> like that. It was really weird but hilarious. And I was thinking, oh, these Austin guys aren't going to like this blue-collar dude. Nope. They were all excited and they loved it. So they liked they, your material just as much as... Um, they like it yeah, here. absolutely. So yeah, and you didn't know. Yeah, you yeah, don't absolutely. know what it's gonna yeah, be like. You a bunch don't of college know. kids or a bunch sure. of it's right off campus over they, there. The the what makes me jealous about the Austin scene versus the San Antonio scene. I'm very curious about that. Is the support. Yep. Hey guys, it's Eddie from Building Something Out of Nothing. Before I started this podcast, my mic sat in a drawer for six months before I finally got the courage to record my first episode. I didn't know anything about the podcasting world, and I definitely didn't know anything about finding the right website to host my podcast. That is, until a friend told me about Buzzsprout. 
Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. If you're wanting to finally pull the trigger on that first podcast, follow the link in the show notes to let Buzzsprout know we sent you. You'll get a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, so it's kind of a no-brainer. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start your professional podcast. I, there's there's a, there's a show uh, called uh, Bu- Buzzkill at the Buzzmill. It's yep. right by Emo. Buzzmill Coffee. Yeah. Yeah. And it's outside. Yeah. And dog friendly, the most Austin-y place yeah, in I've the world. There. It's fun. Yeah, it is. It's a cool place. But they do shows on Wednesday nights. Every time I've done it, it's been packed. Now, one really? one could argue, it's a college town. It's the hipster part of town. Shows free they pass around tip jars people actually tip you know you know you there's a good amount of money that that you know comes back to you how do you get on a bill like and, that uh, just word of mouth you know you, re- you reach out to the people that run it and um the people that run it are darlings and and um yeah and i, I remember it, my, my big like you know coming of age to austin uh as far and it was recently it was about maybe two years ago was um I love being from San Antonio. I have this love-hate relationship with it. It's kind of... I've said in interviews before, it's like having a drunk father. Yeah. You, like, you hate him, you're frustrated with you him, you're your embarrassed, father. but if someone goes, look at that drunk, you're like, fuck you, dude. No one like, else can say it. Exactly. Yeah. So we were... It was during South By, and so there's all these New York comics, LA comics. There's a San Francisco comic. There's this gay comic, and the reason why I even say it is because he was doing very uh, hacky gay material yep. just like your garden variety stereotype stuff right and uh, someone yelled something at him right I, you, I couldn't hear what he said and then the guy was all like oh I thought I was in progressive Austin not in San Antonio wow. and I was like what the fuck yeah, does that mean I wouldn't like that and then this dude in the back uh, goes their tacos suck and I'm like fuck this and I was nervous and I was with my cousin and I was going over my set, and I was like, well, I can't do this gay joke, and I can't do this, and really worried about being PC. And as soon as that guy said that, you, I, I fucking, I, I put, yeah, I was really upset. And I yeah. go, maybe this might screw up my gigs at Austin, but fuck it. <clears throat> so when they announced me, I'm like, hey, I'm from San Antonio. Remember that city you guys been talking shit about? Now, I know every time I come to Austin, I'm really, like, worried. You know, I, I, I know it's a liberal town. I'm liberal myself. You know, I respect, you know, your viewpoints. I see this as dog-friendly. I see they have vegan options and stuff yeah. like that. But as soon as I heard that asshole yell that our tacos suck, I wanted to shoot him in the fucking kneecaps. And, there you, go. you know, <laughs> oh, yeah, I wanted to murder his dog, shoot him in the kneecaps, and feed him his dog's shit. <laughs> and him w- and he would probably say like, mm, "This tastes better than torchies," you know. And it got this huge laugh, and oh, I yeah. just went off and just cussed him out. And then I I do this bit about how I wish I was gay because you know it, it's so fun and convenient. And it's kind of like a it, it sounds like a were you like, gonna like not do that? Bit I was before? gonna not do it, but it was a setup because of the gay comic. Yeah, and what I said is like it looks like so much fun and so carefree, like that comic earlier. He looked like he was having a great time. He was the uh, I go. He didn't say one funny thing, but he <laughs> fucking loved it. That's he awesome. loved it, and they all cried to laughing. He had brought somebody with him, and he had left to go do another mic, and the comic that he brought with him, she was like, I wish he was here to see that. That was so funny. That's like, good. You know, and uh, yeah, and so I just, I, I kind of had this don't give a fuck attitude, and it's been a little, it's helped me more than 
the anxiety and me trying to like be a people pleaser and oh completely yeah. weird how uh how often do you go up to Austin, would you say? And how often do you mm. kind of travel around? I know you have kids, you have a full-time sure. job. Yeah. You stay in San Antonio mainly to do, do yeah. spots? Do you go well, to Austin? No, I, I actually don't do too many shows in San Antonio, unfortunately. And I'll do whatever show. There's a joke in the scene. It's like Larry doesn't say no. Like, he yeah. wants me to do a show. I'm gonna do I think show. that's the way to go, man. It honestly. is. Honestly. Yeah. Like, I'll do I'll do a show at a Mexican restaurant. I'll do, I'll do a show at the Majestic. Like, I don't fucking that's care. That's awesome, dude. And um, the... Uh, uh, the frustration uh, with being a Texas comic is that I'm a road comic. Again, it, it's comparative to the midget wrestling yeah. because the dimensions are there. It's just the ratio that's different. When you go in your East Coast comic and you call yourself a road comic because you're doing like Rhode Island, New York, okay. you know, Boston, you have to drive Massachusetts, that far. Yeah. Philadelphia, it sounds like you're this national touring comic and that area of, of land is equivalent to like San Antonio to Houston Dallas or something. Yeah. not even Dallas dude and so I've performed and have a decent uh, uh, reputation here in Austin and in, in the Rio Grande Valley and Corpus and El Paso and Houston and Dallas and I, awesome. and I can do those shows and traveling Texas takes hours and hours Dude, and hours. You gotta stay the night. It's just like a whole thing. Yeah, I usually don't. I usually just drive back home. You do, you'll go to Houston and drive back? Yeah. yeah. I was in the valley. I was in West Lago, Texas. I uh, saw that. Last night. Yeah. And I just came back. And so you just drive right back. Just drive, why not? I'm gonna be up. I'm all high from yeah, the show. You're gonna be up show, anyway. So why not be high and, and, you know, hyped up and just drive and. Like, how much were you going to pay for the hotel? Well, I'll just take the money yeah, instead. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good point. I and didn't think of it that way. And go home, yeah. Uh, and these are people just putting on shows, different comics that are like, hey, we're putting on a showcase yeah, or we're putting on the cows that work. It's usually businesses. It's usually bars, okay. theaters, you know. Uh, th- there are comedy venues like the Blind Tiger and other, other places. There's a, a really cool place called The Secret Group in Houston, right? There's a Dallas Comedy House, right? And they'll, you know, put on shows and, you know... They, they pay decent, you know. The money's in the corporate gigs, you know, and the corporate gigs are mostly that. San Antonio. Yeah. Uh, and, I've, and I've done a few in Houston and, and Dallas. It's funny, in Dallas, I'm on a... <laughs> you know, when you watch the news and they're like, watch W, blah, 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 for all the yeah. you know, stories. Well, they did a story on me, you know, because I, I have cancer, and they did this uh, story on... Uh, I did a show out there at this, uh, this art expo, and this teacher, uh, she had was diagnosed with breast cancer, and they told her, "Hey, go to my show and you know get some laughs out before your surgery." So they filmed us, you know, and it was nominated for a for an Emmy or wow. whatever you call it, uh, like a local Emmy, a news Emmy, or yeah, I don't I don't really know, but, but the story was nominated, and yeah, and she's a sweetheart, and they filmed it, and so they called me up. I had a show in Dallas. They're like, hey, can you come by the station? It was just that whole slow motion laughing, giving high fives bullshit. Yeah. So I was on the bumper for their Holy shit. show. So when I go in Dallas, they know me because they, they see me are, yeah. because they, you know, of the of the story. Because they aired it quite a few times. So you were, you had mentioned to anybody listening, you just kind of casually dropped that you had cancer. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. For anybody that doesn't know, you were you were diagnosed with cancer. Yeah, I have stage four renal cell carcinoma, kidney cancer. Yeah. Okay. So I've had uh, one, two, three, four surgeries. Yeah. And it, they were all mostly in 2016. Mm-hmm. Then it came back this past September of uh, 2019, and I had a 
surgery then too, so I'm all cut open and disfigured. And not, it's all under the under the shirt. Still healing down there. And yeah, yeah, I'm good. The shirt. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, Are you able to still? I mean, you're still doing bits, doing spots. I mean, you absolutely. just said you yesterday we're gone in the yeah, valley so i mean exactly. it's not it's Bam not affecting as much as, tomorrow yeah. as much as you're not in like the hospital you're out doing yeah being not, and even when i was you know incapacitated i would you know film you know the telemarketers calling me and you know like fuck with them and stuff yeah. like that yeah so it's the same shit exactly it's still, i mean you're the same guy the, you like the roughest part is I, I you know it metastasized to my brain and it caused seizures wow and it I was I had I wasn't able to read or talk at times, uh-huh. and that was really when I kind of that's the part that scared you that depressed me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my whole that's success you, is based on me talking yeah. and me thinking straight, and I couldn't do it, and so that was uh, I kind of yeah. I kind of you know hung up the gloves for a, no yeah I would have been uh, yeah I, was, I think yeah. most people my point is I, I should have died, Jesus <laughs> Christ, man. but I'm you know still here and if I'm still gonna be here I'm going to push myself and perform and do as much as I can you know? awesome, it's dude. important to me yeah. um, I know that you we mentioned you headlined the Velveeta Room in Austin yeah yeah you want to talk about that a little row. bit I mean sure, that, yeah. that is six year in a row no no second oh, year second year in a yeah. row uh-huh. okay cool uh, so I know that in Austin is that kind of like one of the premier I know they have Cap City Comedy yes and they have the Velveeta Room. Yes. What are, like, in terms of, like, the tiers, I guess? It's, sure. It's one of the higher tier clubs to play in. It, so there's there's the franchise comedy clubs. And, and well, oh, that's a bad term to use. But, you no, know, but it's kind of, is have, that what you mean by, like, Cap City? Yeah, there's that's Cap City, yeah. improvs, laugh factories, stuff like that. I'm not right. in, in any of those clubs. Okay. I just got in, I just headlined the LOL Comedy Club for the first time in November. Wow. You know, and I've never headlined there before. Is that before. like a corporate thing? They just... No. They, they, well, they changed management and, you know, uh, the manager there is, is really kind of uh, embracing the local scene and trying to lift us up, you That's know, cool. a, a little bit more with the, with the new management and so... You know, he's like, "Can you draw on a Wednesday?" And I got to pick my Wednesday. You know, that's kind of how they, they test you. And I was a little sneaky, and I chose a Wednesday before Thanksgiving, so it's basically go. a weekend. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you know, I packed the room, and it, it that's was, all they it was want, fun. right? They see that happen, they're like, "All right, we'll bring well, you back." Well, you know, I, I can't say that's all they want because they care about the material. They okay. care about you being funny. They don't want you to, you know, just be edgy and and shock for the sake of shock. They want to make sure you have substance. And they take care of you really well, and, 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 and it feels good. It feels really good. And so when you go to the Velveeta Room, you know, you know it's, it's, an, it's an awesome comedy club. It's, it's uh, attached to Esther's Follies. I don't want to, like, yeah. you know, rep- represent Velveeta. I've, I've yeah. seen that, the Esther's Folly act. Yeah, and yeah. it's on 6th Street. Yeah. You know, it's got the cheapest drinks on 6th so Street. Got, I'll do that. Like, I'll, I'll plug them for that. On, yeah. yeah, and, and you know, uh, you do three shows. I sold out two of them. Uh, last year, same thing. I sold out two out of the three shows. That's awesome. And what was crazy, and this is, and this was the, the crazy thing to me, is there were people there to see me. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. So I mean, you you have yeah. enough of a draw now to where there are people there that know you, and they might sure. know some of your jokes sure. and things like that. Well, once a year, at least, you know, I can I can draw. I mean, it's not like every time I, I'm not oh, at the sure. level where like sure. every show I do sure. is going to sell out. <laughs> One day. That's crazy, man. How how long? Um, how long's your act? How long can you do? I can do over an hour. You, you can know? do over an hour. Yeah. So if yeah. someone calls if on you loose. and says, "Hey, man, we got an hour for you if you want it," sure. Because I mean, the vast majority of comics can't do. You know, they have. Yeah. They say they can. Yeah, that's the, that's exactly, the and that's what I've heard is that a lot of comics say they can do an hour. Yeah. Like forty minutes of it suck. 
Sure. You know, you know yeah. what I mean? And so to build that, how long does it take you to build something like that? Years, 10 years. 10 years. 10 years, yeah. 10 years of like making you, sure that the bits... Do you piecemeal it together to make yeah. sure each, each bit is... You, it's, it, it, the, the great thing is that you go with the flow. That's what we have over other entertainers. You know, we're, we're not so scripted. So let's say I'm doing a bit and I get a heckler, right? And they, yeah. and they say something about, I don't know, like uh, Jesus. Uh, Jesus. Let's say they say something about yeah. Jesus, right? And, and I'm like, are you Catholic? Like, what kind, of, what kind of Christian are you? And, and it sounds like I'm just talking to the heckler, but I have a bit about religion. So you're you're gonna kind of go yeah. try to go into it, yeah. And yeah. so then it sounds like I'm just talking. It's a segue, but it's a segue. And yeah. if you have enough material, you can draw off of that if that happens. And you have to be in the moment. You have to feel the crowd. You do tester jokes. You do like some super filthy joke. And if it like it's awkward, then you just switch modes into your clean set. And then if you do some like you know super you know political joke and it doesn't hit then you're like okay i'm not going to say it this way and you have different alternate you know routes to get to certain things that's, but, yeah. that's the part of the job that i don't think a lot of people realize that's really fascinating sure. to me like will you do if you're going to do let's say you're going to do 15 or you're going to do 20 yeah. will you take those are di- different di- sets di- different 15s yeah. like Absolutely, will you be like yeah. you know i'll do the the tail end of my yeah hour, or i'll do that middle chunk sure right, so you'll do that or, or you'll take a joke that like there, there, there's a joke I do about um, uh, racists in Texas, like, and and the whole thing is about you know uh, I don't get people that are racist towards Mexican people in Texas. This used to be Mexico. We, you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 they yeah. say go back where you came from, and I'm like we never left. <laughs> yeah, like, we were like right we're down just, the street. We, no, we're no, we're it's yeah. still in the same spot. Yeah, the Alamo's right there. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, and so I do that joke, and I can do that joke in two minutes, and get like the points across. Yeah. But if I'm headlining, that's like an eight minute bit where I go through Texas history and I talk about how Spanish is in a wow you know a Mexican language is a European language and kind of point those sort of things out and do you have to like you mentioned that 2,000 people is a great crowd yeah and I've heard that before like sure. theater crowds are kind of the best uh, you know it's amazing <laughs> and also clubs like 200 300 is great yeah. but much bigger than that then it starts feeling you can hear like the echoes and yeah. you have to like, yell almost I've never done bigger than a theater so okay. I, I can't imagine I feel like theater would be sweet spot Man, outdoors could, sucks. I could tell you. Well, you, you mentioned that. when you mentioned the buzz mill earlier, you said outdoors. That made me think, but you seem to love it. I thought, well, they, that it, they, they have a um, what would you call it? Um, what would you call it? A deck? Like, they, there's okay. a roof. Okay, <laughs> okay. <You know? laughs> it's like an outdoor deck. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, there's a word for it, but I, it escapes me. Pavilion on like pavilion on, yeah. whatever you want to call it. And so, it. It, it even though it's outdoors, it doesn't feel outdoors. Okay. But when you're like at a, like an outdoor festival, yeah, that sounds you know, like it and sucks. it's huge. No one's paying attention. Even if it's 300 people, yeah. they look like there's five people in yeah. front of you because they're just standing there, and that's rough. Or if it's like a walk by thing, that's rough. Like co- coincidentally, we're here in Geekdom, right? Um, we did a, a show during Fiesta for for an event for the uh, like startups I, f- I forgot what it was called startup week or whatever yeah, yeah yeah and we were outside during fiesta under a that sounds like a, a canvas yeah and and you're performing for people and you're doing okay but they'll be like that's enough and they'll just walk up and leave which they can just like a musician just picture a musician who's just outside playing you'll have a drink you'll be talking see that's the benefit of a musician is a music- a person can generally enjoy you and yeah. not pay full attention to sure. you, right? And you as a musician, 
you're not going to be offended because they're sticking around jamming out. Yeah. You know, maybe they'll buy a... Well, a musician can also look down. Look they down can, like, and different. just be in their own you're, you're, like, engaging with... Yeah. It, what, if you can't engage with a person, you're engaging with nobody. And so that's, that's, what, it, that's what it was like because I was performing to people not paying attention to me. Yeah. So then I started talking to the horses that were passing by and that's I was fine. like, what's your horse's name? And so... <laughs> I was making people walking down the street laugh, and I just kind of just had a good time. It paid well. <laughs> what do you What do you do when you just have that? So I think a lot of people are like, "Ooh, I could I could do comedy." You know, and the idea is oh, that they can, they can, but they they, they won't. Yeah. They, they got to do it because everybody's terrified of bombing, and you yeah. will bomb. And my yeah, question: What do you do when? How do you handle Fa- a bomb? Dude? Failure is success. You, how do you learn from it. it. It's, bombing you yeah. laugh dude how do you handle like a bad crowd like if you go just, like, like dude this, I ate this, shit this ain't working, <laughs> and you get off stage or your buddy's just like dude that's a sorry man that's, a, that's not a good one the, the, you just laugh it off I mean, so it, you can it laugh happens. it off it doesn't yeah. bother you so much to where yeah. you're just like shit because sometimes there's tight crowds yeah. and there's I, I, I won't it'll take the whole podcast for me to give right. reasons why they're, they're tight <laughs> it could be the Previous comics said something off color. It could be the environment. It could be the lighting. It could be they're pissed off. Can you it tell be, before you go up sometimes? Oh yeah. I'm like oh bro, this is not gonna like, be good. Like yeah, that's why the host is is that's you earning your stripes because you don't know. It, and you go up cold, going up cold. That sucks. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's awful, dude. And uh, and you gotta kind and you have to. You can't just get into your material. You have to be like. How's it going? Where you're from? Da da da. And a good headliner will listen to the host. Yeah. So interesting. So when he goes on or she goes on, it's not, hey, how's it going? Where you're from? Blah blah blah. Like you would know that. And the audience is like, we've answered this question five times already. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Okay. That's why I'm I'm kind of a dork and I'll just I'll I'll if I'll watch everyone before me. You know, and yeah, I'll I make like, references to yeah, what like they're you doing. Just, you're just like I'm kind of like I don't know, this is an overused term, but like a mm-hmm. comics com like you like watching comics. I love comics. Yeah. yeah, I love it. I, I, I get excited when, you know, a joke goes well for somebody else. I get excited when yeah, like, yeah, here we can. Yeah. Oh no no no, no. Okay. I thought it rang. Uh, I get excited when, you know, it's like a, a perspective that I've never heard or like, yeah. you know, or like I oh use this tag. That's the, the term for like, you know, a, a, yeah. a, a an ending to a joke or, or yeah, kind of help like each that. other out with that. Yeah, 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 and it's fun. You know, I, I I remember my favorite one was I gave Angela Johnson a tag and she used it and it made dude, it, that's it made dope. Her, dude. Yeah, exactly. It's fucking awesome. And I remember I was opening for her. She was this freaking sweetheart, and uh, I was opening for her for a whole week here at the LOL. And um, I she's doing this joke and there was a like a callback that she she was missing. And so I said, hey, why don't you, you know, call back this blankety blank? She said, oh, I didn't think about that. And I was like, yeah, I think you, it'll work here. She's like, I'll try it. She tries it. It gets a pop. She shot me a wink. She saw it. And I was just like, ah, yeah, you know, gonna, yeah, it was fucking felt cool. Yeah. She tipped me afterwards, too. That's dope. Y'all do the thing where you're like, have you heard, you know, you have an idea. Like, do you just yeah. think of bits? Do you write all day? Is it kind of like a, how, how do you, um, what's your writing process so, like? So everyone has a lot of different writing processes, and I'm ashamed of mine. I will just say something funny to a friend or yeah. a family member, and if they laugh really hard at it, I pull up the, the notes on my iPhone and Dude, I just add it. What's wrong with that? Uh, because, you know, there's purists. 
there's comedians that are purists that are like you know yeah you don't have to physically write it down though dude oh no 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 right no I'm not not talking about that sit down to write sit down and like all right so I really want to dissect you know podcast and so podcast are this and the funny thing is about that and you take out this word here about say, okay. and they record all their so sets. So let's say you say, you say a joke. That's what joke. you're supposed to do. I don't do it. Sure. Okay. But let's say you, you say a joke to a buddy. You write it down in your notes. He got mm-hmm. a laugh. You're like, all right, that could be something. I could say that on stage, yeah. Do you just, at, from that point, literally just go on stage and like bring it up and then yeah. kind of work it out that way? Or yeah. do you start thinking about it beforehand and you're, you kind of both write a little bit? You think about it beforehand because it's like if... if uh, this joke, for example, you know, it's 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 regional, uh, but I, I was hanging out with with some friends, and you know, his uh, uh, his his sister was a teen mom, and so his his uh, how was it? How did it how did it happen? Basically, you know, his niece was older than her aunt. That's how it worked out. Yeah. And and I, I just brought it up and I went, come here, Theo, come here, Theo, look yeah, at my face. And it was and it was funny. And so then when I went on, and he, and everyone was cracking up because I was and I was making fun of them, you know, yeah, essentially. And and so then when I go on stage and it, it, there's a bigger bit that I have, and I say, you know, don't act like there's not people in here that never babysat their aunts and uncles. Mm-hmm. And it gets this big laugh, and then I do the act out. That's I do the awesome, whole, come man. here. You know, and he gets this big laugh, and so it was just from conversation and just having. So it just happens that way, and then mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, I'll try it on stage, and, and then you hone it a little bit. Yeah, make a funny post on Twitter, it gets a lot of likes. You're like, oh, I can use that on stage. You know, not everybody does it, and I'm sure comedians that are listening to this podcast would be like, oh, that's gross. But I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> I don't think people think I don't, that. I don't dude. care. Oh, no, you'd be surprised. You'd be very surprised. What, the purists? The purists. Just like, yeah, kind of just like dicks yeah, about it? Yeah. yeah. Whatever, dude. It's Isn't fun. that whole point of comedy? You like do it your own way. Do it your own way. That's the way you do this job. So you can just do it your own way. It's business, dude. Like, yeah, that's yeah. anything. That's, that's if, really true. If you did things the way other people did them, or then want you to why, do it, why? Yeah. Afraid of what they're gonna think. It's like the way you should do this is this way, and the business model for this is this way. And if if anybody listened to that, then they their business wouldn't be successful because they would just go to the successful versions of what you're trying to do. Yeah. You know, there. You know, there's there's hacks. Don't get me wrong. There's people that straight up copy, you know, personas and cadences and that you know, acts. That, well, all the time. All you know, you go to an open mic, and that's that's how people, you know, find their voice. That's the that's the term. It's like it you know, makes when you sense. Find your voice. It makes sense early on that somebody would see a Larry Garza. And, yeah, uh, yeah and he's, 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 he's doing Larry. Yeah. Larry C.K. Yeah, 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 they called me. They say yeah. that. Oh, because I'm a big oh, Louis C.K. fan. Louis C.K. is so, great, man. You know, when I would when I would do my act, you know, and, and I would do these pauses and these things that were, what are you doing? You know, yeah. I was basically doing, yeah. uh, unknowingly doing a Louis C.K. impression and someone called me Larry C.K. and I was like, yeah? Okay, yeah, I see that. And so then you just kind of try to talk to yourself. You know, what my, my friend Jay Wycon is, you know, uh, a really big influence on me and he would tell he's me part all of the time. Blind Tiger, right? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. runs a Blind Tiger. He's in Austin right now. He's okay. done a bunch of cool shit. He's done on a podcast. He's fucking great. Cool. And, um, he, uh, um, he, he told me, he's like, I can't wait to hear Larry Garza do comedy. And I, I had been doing comedy for years at that point. He's like, I can't, wow. yeah, I can't wait for Larry Garza. I feel to like that would up. make me feel like, okay, sure. I gotta do something yeah. else. Yeah, because we, you know, crack up laughing because we're friends. And he's like, do that on stage. And that's the thing that people don't, I, I've said this, you know, to comics. I was like, there's, 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 comics are like dancers, right? You have 
people that just naturally have rhythm, right? And those are the people that should be dancers. Yeah. People that are naturally funny, in my opinion, should be comedians. Can people who are really are you know formulaic with what they do can they be successful? Sure. You know those A personalities or whatever. So you have two dancers. You have the people with rhythm and people with, without rhythm, and you have the person with without rhythm that goes to school, reads books, learns you know routines is really kind of again you know a purist of dance and yeah. and they both make it to the you know to be ballerinas right and they're both just as good as each other in the choreography and then you take those two people to a nightclub and that choreographed you know dancer can't yeah. have fun she doesn't have the natural she can't have rhythm, fun yeah. yeah and then the one who has natural <laughs> rhythm is dancing and keeping up and having a good time and isn't trying yeah and I've been blessed to be a funny person my whole life, and I do comedy because it's a passion of mine. It's something that I'm good at. It's something I'm, and I know it's, I haven't been really funny right now, but yeah, if we were out having beers or going out to eat or something like that, you fuck, I'd, I'd be cracking up laughing and, and well, it'd be second like, nature. Yeah, and even like doing this, like I, I when I was having you on, I. I don't think about it because I'm just yeah. like, oh, we're just gonna shoot the shit. And yeah. talk. I listen to comedy podcasts all day long, and all they do day. is talk about comedy. But they, and, and I love that. Okay. But they're also like, <laughs> they they talk about how they feel the need, like that on something like this. They're like, I feel like you want. It took me years to realize I don't always have to be funny. Yeah, I can just talk. Sure. And I feel like, like I didn't know if like you were like he just wants me to be funny. I'm like the comic he's having on. Nah. So that's yeah. yeah. See, <laughs> I just want you to know. Like, well, I that's why I listen to your all. other episodes, and I was just like, oh, cool. I could just you know be myself. Yeah, and I try to shoot the shit with them, and at the same time, it's like it's like Robin Williams. Yeah. He was on all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, and all, so, all the time. Yeah, he he would be doing voices and blah blah blah, and that, yeah. and that was that that's, was his personality. This, what, what I'm doing now is my personality. Exactly. I, love, I could talk about comedy all day. Exactly, dude, I love it. Uh, was are there like some comics you want to give a shout out to in town that are doing some like cool things? People you're yeah, like seeing, man. Blind Tiger. Like I said, ever since I talked to Joey Smith and I looked up, I like I've watched some of Tori uh, Pool sets. And yeah, you're I was, naming like, all the names. I told yeah. my my girl, I was like, you gotta watch this Tori Pool man. She's funny. There's a a few other ones I can't think of. Josh Cabaza is doing okay. a lot of really cool stuff. He has his Willful Ignorance podcast with my buddy George Anthony. They're two of the founding members of the Blind Tiger. Okay. I got a shout out where I got my start and where I'm gonna can get my hopefully next step. It's Comedia Agogo. That's what I started. It's my sketch comedy troupe. We also have a podcast. Awesome. And then when we tell our guests you don't have to be funny we'll do it for you that's awesome and that you know we started back in 2002 what is that you know um, it, it's a sketch troupe it's like okay. SNL and that's always been the hard sell it's 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 disappointing to a point but I, I get it the it, stand-up's easier to swallow and understand but we've been doing sketch comedy since 02 we had a really long run at Sam's Burger Joint uh, okay. you know uh, yeah. from about Oh three to oh six oh seven, we started making films. We got big into the, Damn. you know the we won a few film contests. We won a bunch of awards, current, wow. you know current awards and stuff like that. We have a podcast, uh, and we're really pleased. I don't know when this is coming out, but uh, February twenty first, we're going to be at, at the um, Empire. No, February twenty second, we're going to be at the Empire Theater. Uh, featuring uh, uh, for the Hog Comedy Festival. Oh, wow. Uh, we're doing about 10 minutes there, but our big show is going to be at the Pearl Stable on the 21st of that Friday. That's awesome. For the Hog Comedy Festival. I'm really proud of that. How would somebody go for that? They need to get tickets to the festival? Yeah, they get tickets to the festival, <laughs> and just and we're one of the featured performers, and you just go to the go to the Pearl Stable show. We're going to do about a 90-minute show. It's, it's a lot of fun. And it's sketches. It's like SNL. Okay. And, and, and that's where I kind of... 
where I earn my stripes and why I feel stand up is is uh, is fun because when you pr- when you produce a sketch, you're producing a little play. Yeah, dude. And you have to you write it and you work with your friends. Like we're like Monty Python. Like we can just we know what each other each other's sense of humor is and we can just bounce off each other play off each other well, it's kind of cool that you sketches. do both a, a, yeah. a lot of comics it's like are you, are you an improv other. person or are you a comic but you'll notice a lot of people that came from sketch like you know um, like uh, like David Cross for example yeah. they're really successful stand-ups because all stand-up is is describing a sketch yeah <laughs> wow and that perspective for me was just like oh yeah stand-up's fun all I have to do is just describe a sketch on a mic I yeah. could do that. Although I don't know if a lot of stand-ups can, <laughs> can go do vice sketch. versa. Now I don't it, think it they goes can. the way, man. I've had people, <laughs> and that's what I was saying back in the day, there was a little, like, you know, uh, warriors, like, kind of, yeah. uh, like, gang uh, turf thing with the stand-ups and the sketch guys. And, you know, I was one of the sketch guys, and, you know, I was a little hothead 20-year-old, and, you know, we'd, you know, try to fight in the parking lot with the stand-ups because they were, you're not comedy. And I was like, yeah. you're fucking, you're not comedy, dude. So it was yeah. kind of like shady back in the day. Absolutely, yeah. There was fights that break out in the lobby, River Center, and parking lots. Well, I don't like, think that's know. only that's for San Antonio, man. Yeah, It's no. probably all over the country, Yeah, dude. but it's funny because they, you know, call us an improv troupe and we're like, we're an improv, you fucking asshole. You know, so we're kind of a punk rock sketch troupe and we had a following, we had a public access show and I was a thing and, and so that was the first time I got recognized was because people were fans of the public access show. They would watch it every Saturday at midnight. That was a, their thing, and we produced it, and it was fun, and, and uh, that's, that's where I earned my chops. And that's, it's funny that things are coming full circle because I'm also performing stand-up at the, yeah. at the Empire Theater wow. the same day that I'm performing sketch at the stable. So it's good to be challenging, and I'm really excited about it. I'm in the fresh faces of comedy in February. Dude, that's dope, man. Yeah, I'm really, and Josh Cabaza, George Anthony, they're also going to be on it. Raul Sanchez, he's the guy to look at. He's real low-key. Okay. He's not on social media a lot, but dude, he's been on Epics. Uh, he's been featured uh, all over the place, been on television and stuff. Like, that dude needs a fucking float in Fiesta, Raul Sanchez. Okay. He's, he's... First language was Spanish. Was born in Mexico. Is a friggin' vet. Went to Afghanistan. Wow. And is a, a hilarious comedian. He's everything San Antonio. I'm gonna look him up. Claims to be, you know, like claims to like love and represent. And he and not too many people know who he is in town. People know who he is in the country, but like in town, you say Raúl Sanchez. That's like thirty thousand people are named Raúl Sanchez. But yeah, I guess that's true. You watch him, you'll be a fucking instant fan. If I want to go, so like you're giving me some names, but if I want to go like see, let's say someone's listening to the podcast, and they're like, yeah. all right, I want to go to the Blind Tiger. I want to go, I'm going to Friday support. at midnight. So there's that. Yeah. I, I know, I don't know how I feel about this place. I, I know there's jokesters. Yeah, no, me and, a, me know, and Marsha have places. a really good, you know, relationship and stuff like that. And, you know, she was, you know, featured on that story that we did on The Current. And, and, and she's, yeah. she's, you know, she's doing really big things. It's a fucking fun nightclub. The jokesters, I've, I've, I've told people... It's, you know, when you go to, you know, a comedy club and the show's over, you know, no one really stays at the bar to have drinks. Right. They go to another bar to have drinks. Right. And with jokesters, you go to the show and you don't have to leave because the bar is just across the patio. Right. And it's a badass nightclub. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't talk shit about jokesters. You know, they, I've done shows there. It's been fun. That's it's cool. a different crowd. The, the, the blind tiger, like, if you're like an introvert, you know, like you're into comedy, you watch Netflix specials and stuff like that, and you know, you know who 
you know, Mike Birbiglia is. Right, you know, that's your spot. Go to Blind Tiger. When I heard of Blind Tiger, and, yeah. I, knew, and I had seen some of the bigger names that sure. had been there, and I saw kind of what the deal was, yeah. I was like, that seems like my place. But if you like, and there's nothing wrong with it, because I, I like these people. If you like, you know, Gabriel Iglesias and yeah, you know, George Lopez, and you like yeah. the, like you go to, go to Jokesters. Okay. You know, so but two different vibes. Completely. Two different vibes. But then if you like the big acts, you like, you know, fucking T.J. Miller, Donnell Rawlings, Adele Givens, you like those, you know, big acts, go to LOL. And then if you like the huge acts, like Tom Segura, and yeah. fucking, you know, go to Majestic, go to Empire, uh, fucking go to the Aztec. Joey Diaz was at the Aztec. I Jim mean, we are, we are a big city, man. We get huge. a lot. Of, like I said, I saw John Mulaney when I first yeah, moved here. Dude, I, see, I saw Hannibal Burris at the yeah. Tobin Center. Yes. Uh, oh, and the Tobin. I forgot about the that Tobin That was Center. a great, yeah. great show, man. He Dude, put on a fantastic show. A lot of comics come through here. A lot of comics come through San Antonio. So, like, yeah, you can go anywhere, depending on your budget, depending on who you're a fan of. And if you're not a fan of anybody and you're just interested in comedy, come to fucking Blind Tiger Friday at midnight. It's free. Free? It's free. No risk, dude. And if you're like, oh, I don't stay up that late. Yeah, you do. You fucking liar. You stay yeah. up that late. Yeah. <laughs> it's comedy. Get out. It's Friday night. Get out. It's Get out. Yeah. You're something. off the next day. Um, so what, what else do you have going on in the future? You sure. you mentioned something to me on the hallway. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's something you can talk about. I me- yeah, I mentioned it. Okay, uh, the, okay. The Hog Comedy Festival. <laughs> okay, so that's what that yeah, is. Okay, uh, cool. February 21st, 22nd. Uh, um, I'm going to be uh, uh, at the Empire Theater and at the Pearl Stable. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm doing stand-up and sketch. So like, if you really are interested in what I do, like yeah. in, in the full scope of what I do, you know, uh, go to those shows. Visit comediaagogo.com. That's my sketch troupe. We have a podcast called Public Access, A-X-I-S. Okay. And we've been doing it live at the Tiger uh, for a couple of years. That's and dope. it's a, And that one is an interactive podcast. We have, like, topic questions. And, you know, audience members can go up to the mic and answer the questions. And if you're too shy, then you can answer them on, on our Facebook group page called Happy Campers. Um, geez, man. Uh, I'm in this film called Last Delivery. Tomorrow I'm going to Corpus for the South Texas Underground Film Festival. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, I play this uh, coke dealer that wants the pizza guy to, like, hang out with him. Like, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty funny. Uh, it's, like, you know, a dark comedy. We've done a few dark comedies. You can go to our YouTube channel, uh, Community Gogo's YouTube channel. You see my stand-up there. Uh, but then you can also see our short film, Get the Hell Out. That one won, won a bunch of awards. And it's basically about I, the quick elevator pitch. It's uh, if what if the Three Stooges were exorcists? Okay. And so yeah, just three Funny. three guys that pose as priests or whatever religion you are, because evil exists but religion doesn't. Right. And so they know how to expel you know demons from from people. It's and, cool. It's a lot of a lot of weird shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's fun. Yeah. We do a lot of horror comedy. Uh, and don't you have some specials that people can use? Yes, thank you. People can buy those, yeah. You're better at this than I am. Uh, yeah, my special. So when I got diagnosed with, with cancer in 2016, I got really afraid, and there was a lot of things that I wanted to check off my bucket Jesus. list. Yeah, man. And one of those was filming a, a comedy special. And the owners, uh, if you're a fan of Girl in a Coma, if you're a fan of the band Fea, uh, you know, uh, Fanny and Jen, uh, you know, are co-owners of the Bang Bang Bar downtown. Yeah. I can't recommend Is that them. where you did it? Yeah. They, they Love that bar. That bar rules. Great vibe, dude. Beautiful Love vibe. Love that. I went to a show there once. But yeah, go ahead. And so they were like, I had just put it out there like, hey, I'm going to have surgery next week and I just need to get this out. And and they reached out and, and, and or my wife reached out to them, you know, because we're fans and, you know, it comes full circle because the girl, the 
they used to come to Comedia Gogo shows at Sam's Burger Joint before, wow. they, before they broke. Because it was a punk bar. And they would come check out our shows back in like 03, 04. And they, they fucking got huge. And so they're like, yeah, of course, you know, please feel free to film it. And then because we, you know, networked in the, you know, film community here in San Antonio, I had Scott Langford and Brian Ortiz, you know, and uh, uh, my friend, our friend Hector Bojoroque, as I never <laughs> pronounce your last name. Uh, they brought their cameras and filmed it for, for awesome. me. And our, my buddy Jess, who's in Comedia edited it. It's called Big Mama God and the Hazel-Eyed Monster. Uh, I'm a horror movie fan, and so, awesome. so it sounds like this. But Big Mama God and the Hazel-Eyed Monster. And yeah, uh, a really funny comedian, Aaron Ariemper out of Dallas. He did the voiceover. I'm a big Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan, so yeah. the intro is very... TCM and so dope, dude. really proud of it yeah how long is it my opus uh, it's a little over an hour that's awesome but like yeah. an hour and four minutes so you didn't like even that. have time to really promote it you just no I just made it you just did it I just did it and I was like well <laughs> I might die see you later <laughs> that's fucking wild and yeah. you get that on your website yeah yeah you can communitygogo.com you can check it out and if uh, any of the listeners you know want it for free just uh, hit me up at yeah. Larry Garza Comedy on Instagram and I'll shoot ne- you a free code. Before. Yeah, why not? That's dope, man. Yeah, um, I want people to see me. A lot of people, I feel like comedy is one of those things that, like we mentioned earlier, good comics make it look easy. A lot yeah, of people kind of... it is easy. A lot of people, well, that's, <laughs> I, I, a lot of people would beg to differ on that. Uh, and I'm yeah. probably one of them. But a lot of people have kind of, you know, maybe they want to face their fear a little bit and maybe sure. just one day get on stage or maybe they really... You know, they've just started and they've been yeah. on stage a few times and, and they're, trying, they're trying to get past their five minutes and get yeah. their, get their tight 10 and, you know, well, you got to get your, what the, yeah, what do you, what you got to get advice? on stage. That's, that's number it. one. Yeah. Get on stage wherever Maybe, you can. W- yeah. W- wherever there is there, there's a bunch of open mics, you know, to you get networked Tuesday? in with it. You go to the blind tiger. Like how do you get networked in with other comics? Go to blind tiger, be an audience member. Say you're interested in doing comedy and, and a comedian will take you under his wing and just cool. tell you like, Hey, you know, go to Oak Hills Tavern on Wednesday nights. You, know, like you know, it's all Tori has something at free tail, free tails. She has something at Luchador. The free tails, like a, like a, a host feature. Headline that, that show. Looked, the last photos I saw, I was like, Oh, this is a lot bigger than I expected. Yeah. There were a lot of people there. No, it she, like. she, she works her fucking ass off. <laughs> yeah. Tori Poole is a gem. And, um, so that free tail show is just, it's, it's something at the free tail brewery on South Presa that is just a, a great thing for the city. Yeah. You know, uh, the blind tiger is a great thing for the city, you know, but if you're just bored on a, any night of the week, there's a comedy show going on. There's an open mic going on anywhere. But if you want to try it, Tuesdays uh, at the LOL is open mic nights. You know, uh, Wednesdays at Oak Hill Taverns. Thursday at Jokesters. So there's, a, there's open mics all the time. All the time. You just and you just sign up, and you got to be okay with waiting three hours, getting uh, frustrated when some hot shit local person bumps you. You know, it just comes with yeah, the territory. I've heard about that. Yeah. You, you bump people. It depends. Yeah. It depends. I'll bump someone who I'm friends with. Yeah. Because I don't want to be rude to someone I don't know. But so you'll go up to him and be like, "Hey, man, can yeah, I, um, can I do 20? Oh, I don't ask. Okay. Uh, if I, well, no, I I do the allotted time. Like, because I remember, dude, I remember when I first started, and and the hot shits would come in and do 15 minutes, and I'm preparing a five, and then the manager would be like, "Hey, you got to do like three minutes, or hey, you can't go on stage." I'm like, "Fuck that, dude. He's a dick." Because you know that he's and he's just doing the material that he does when he gets paid. Yeah. So it's just like I've heard about that. You're not even working on material, asshole. And so I make it a point to 
if I'm going to bump somebody, it's either because I have some place to go or, you know, I prop, I follow the proper channels that the comics yeah. follow in order to get a good spot. And if I have to, you know, I really only do it at the Tiger because, you know, I, I, I have that respect there. And I'm just like, hey, I'm going to go third. But I only do four minutes. I only do. Do you still do the allotted amount of time? Yeah, yeah, it's only fair. So get on stage. Get on stage. Just get on stage. That's the hardest thing about doing comedy is doing it the first time. That's it. And then if you love it, you just like you just, you, just you'll get addicted to it. Yeah. You get addicted. That's you get addicted what I've heard. Yeah, you get addicted to it. Are you addicted to it? Absolutely, one hundred. One hundred percent. If you if we open these doors and there's a crowd, I would do a show for you. That's wild, dude. Yeah, it's fun. If people want to book you for, you said you'll do anything like yeah. birthday parties, anything like that. Mm, yeah. Can they holler at you and do that? I'm doing a fucking uh, a uh, fundraiser for a Jewish community center. That's cool. Dude. I don't know what I'm going to say, but here we go. So you, so you said yes, and here then it's like, we right, go. Now, now what, am I, like, what am I going to do? Yeah, this is all my Auschwitz jokes. I'm sure. It'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll go over well. Uh, no, dude. Like I, I get hit up all the time. You know, the the only the only thing I don't do is. You know, free shows when the people are making money. Yeah. That's the only time I won't do it. Interesting. Yeah. It's like, dude, you're charging at the door. You can't pay me. Get out yeah. of here. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Exposure doesn't pay my bills, man. Um, <laughs> but I'll do a charity. Yeah. No, yeah, that's great, like, man. Yeah, I'll so people can hit you charity. up or whatever. They, yeah. they want to contact you. Instagram. Yeah, yeah like, Larry Garza Comedy on Instagram. Uh, Larry Garza Comedy at Gmail. Uh, I'll tell you what, Instagram's better. Here's my phone number, 210-363-4216. I don't care. Like, That's dope, yeah, dude. I'm, I'm here to help. Who, uh, yeah. I didn't even ask, but who, who were your, kind of your influences? Just curious. I, I love this question, and I used to give a long answer, but I, I figured out what it is. HBO. Fuck yeah, dude. HBO. I, uh, I you know, single mom, grandma raised me. They didn't really, you know, uh, censor what I watched. And so we had pirated HBO, you know? And so the Young Comedian special, Rodney Dangerfield, Sam Kinison, Bill Hicks, you know, I I had it on videotape and I would just watch it over and over again. Eddie Murphy, Louis C.K., Pat Oswalt, like, my range is, I I was a big fan of Def Comedy Jams with D.L. Hughley, Martin Lawrence, you know, and you'll see it when I go on stage because I'm jumping around, I'm screaming, I'm yelling. So it's like, there's that Sam Kinison, there's that, Bill Hicks, there's there's that Louis C.K., but then there's also the fucking you know uh, 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 the Def Jam style because that's yeah. how the Def Jam comics did it. They were act outs, wilding outs, you know, running away, yeah. big high. Yeah. Like that's that's how I am, and but I'm a big fan of Mr. Show with Bob and David. That was yeah. on on HBO. That's why I started doing sketch comedy, so weirder shit, you know. Uh, just t- Cheech and Chong, like I-, I can go on and on, like. You have any big milestones you're wanting to hit still? Yeah, I want to do the majestic. You want to do the majestic? Yeah. Like, does that matter? Like, I mean, you like you want to open versus someone? I don't the care. Majestic? I'll perform at a variety show. I'll, like, I just want to be on the majestic stage and do comedy. That's that's my that I think is will do it. And then once I do that, then maybe AT and T Center. Like, I don't, I don't know. The bar does always move. Yeah, I've told people like you when you start doing comedy and you're like a week or a month in your goal shouldn't be to get a Netflix special right your goal should be to get a solid 10 minutes yeah and then once you get your solid 10 minutes your goal should be 15 and then once you get your 15 your goal should be hosting and you should celebrate those steps in the ladder celebrate every step on your ladder because before you know it you'll be higher than you think you are like me 
I celebrate like getting invited to do the mayor's ball last year was a huge accomplishment yeah, to man, me. Yeah, that's awesome. It was huge, and now I'm performing at the Empire, like, but as a featured performer. Yeah. I opened for Chris D'Elia there. You know, I've oh, opened shit. for Raymond Orta there. So I performed at the Empire before. Yeah. I performed at the Aztec before. It's the Majestic's turn. You want the Majestic. I want the Majestic. Yeah. So. Dude, I'm sure there's someone listening that has strings they can pull there. That'd be awesome. That'd be great. I'll, I'll fucking do it for almost free. That's awesome. <laughs> You're one of the most respected comics. Uh, like I said, it seems like Joey. I'm humbled by that. Joey man. immediately said it's you. Uh, seems I'm like humbled, everybody buddy. loves you, man. Yeah. Um, it's a cancer. Yeah. They feel sorry for me. No, no, I don't think that has anything to do with it, dude. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, man, you're killing it. Really appreciate you coming by. Thank Everybody you. is listening, and it might sound kind of weird. We didn't get in the studio, so it's about, it is 10, 10 p.m. right now. We're at Geekdom on the seventh floor, Woo! looking at the, the it Frost It feels tower. cool. Yeah. It feels really cool. Yeah. Yeah. We did it, man. We, yeah. You yeah. know what? This was a step of my ladder, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, look at us. Look, fucking the skyline of San Antonio, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost pretty. There's we almost a, did it. There's a skyline. <laughs> cool, man. Well, I appreciate shopper. you coming on. Well, and, thank uh, you for having me, dude. Yeah, dude. I, yeah, I can't thank you enough. Cheers, man. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Building Something Out of Nothing. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, you can email me at ed, that's ed6238, at gmail.com. As always, you can visit either one of our locations seven days a week. Our roastery and first location is over at Warehouse 5 at 1333 Buena Vista Street. If you'd like to serve Shotgun House coffee roasters in your restaurant, cafe, or office, shoot us a quick email at orders at shotgunhouseroasters.com or contact me anytime at 254-913-9031. Our intro music is provided by the Delicate Boys from Austin, Texas. You can find this song and their entire album on Spotify. Thanks.